blue skies and green pastures. Today we're going to talk about getting away with evil. Thing is, we live in a world, even in America, where there seems to be just like no consequences for our government and the people who work for our government and corporations and just any anyone who has the uh, legal authority to make rules and just it just seems like a, a lot of people get away with murder these days and the more you study history the the more you learn about true conspiracies and true things that have happened such as have you heard about yellow journalism well that was when um, newspapers literally just put out fake news <laughs> and and a, a lot of all kinds of crazy stuff and there have been monopolies there have been you know the federal reserve is basically a conspiracy i mean there's there have been so many things that have benefited certain segments of our country and not other segments and but really what can what can we do about it as long as as long as the rest of us are at peace and the majority of people are comfortable enough have jobs have food have shelter even if growing numbers of people are homeless and can't access doctors because of the increasing price of healthcare which is basically caused by many factors beyond our control but as long as the majority of people are comfortable then nothing will be done and and a lot of those people like big pharma and um, people who do insider trading within our own government and backdoor deals and you know sneaky stuff going on in Ukraine I mean and those are just a just a tip of the iceberg there's so much going on behind the scenes by our quote government um you know there's nothing we can do about it so today's topic is going to be about that but i need to test my microphone so i'm going to take a break here okay i am back so basically what i've been thinking about is that there's a lot of people who just seem to be this kind of living their lives and made they might be paying attention to the mainstream media but they really have no clue what's going on behind the scenes and you know that you might think well good for them they don't need to know but the fact is is that, that kind of um uninformed uh condition the uninformed voter is basically what keeps this system going so well so as long as people don't really understand that they're being screwed over literally by the government then they're then they're not going to do anything to stop it and 
for example, just this year, Biden has just been spending and his administration, Congress, you know, all of them, I just say Biden as a, you know, quick way of putting it. The people in our government have been sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. And we have no idea what that money is being spent on. We're told that it's preserving democracy. And then, and now they're getting ready to spend billions of dollars on other programs. I mean, they have been spending money like it's, you know, growing on trees. And most people really just have given up. They, they've just given up. But the fact is, we need to vote. We need to vote because even though the Republicans are almost just as bad as far as not really, <laughs> let's just leave it at, they're almost just as bad. The thing is, they don't, they don't spend quite as much money on things. I mean, I don't even know if I can say that. The thing is, we really need to throw out our entire government and start over. (laughs) But in the meantime, uh, how do we live? How do we live in this world? I mean, one thing we can do is we can just keep on being good people. And I think most of my friends that are listening to this, that's how you live your life anyway. And, you know, when you look at history back going all the way back into into written history you can see that nothing has changed people have been you know people governments kings emperors um have done this kind of thing forever the only thing that's new now is technology and technology is probably going to be the end of the world as we know it eventually because it's people are not going to be able to keep up with the changes in technology. But in the meantime, human nature hasn't changed. So that is one thing that the, the, the worst, the worst kind of people, which are mad scientists are hard at work with genetic modification. And I did a lot of research on that last week uh, before I caught the kitchen on fire and I was I was really like just shocked to discover how many years ago they have started doing this genetic modification stuff and people you know Joe Q public and me we had no idea this stuff was going on they don't tell the public what they're doing they they, they don't want us to know but the fact is they have a plan for us. And that plan is they're going to take away the food that we like to eat and they're going to replace it with food created in bioreactors and labs. And I posted something on Facebook. There's a product called corn. And for some reason they spelled it Q U O R N or something like that. And what it is, is bacteria or fungus that's grown in a machine called a bioreactor. And they, it has a molecular structure that is just like protein. 
but it is fungus. It's fungus protein. So basically, it's more like you're eating penicillin than than food. But they are they are literally selling this in the form of chicken nuggets in in the store, and you can buy it. And I saw it at Brookshire Brothers. That's how I learned about it. And I was like, what is this? Because it, it said mycoprotein. And I'm like, mycoprotein? That sounds like a mushroom. So I started looking into it. And since then, I've also discovered that insulin that diabetics use and they get those little pins, that stuff is made by, it's, it's a bioengineered medicine that is made by bacteria. So basically what they do is they they genetically modify E. coli bacteria and they they change it so that it can't it can't make you sick even though you know we know what E. coli does it gives you diarrhea and all that. They they take it away their the E. coli's ability to make you sick. And then they use the E. coli like a little factory and they, they modify it so that it produces insulin. And then they use, they give that insulin to people and guess what they call this insulin? They call it human insulin. It's made by E. coli, but they call it human insulin. And the, the, what did they use before that? It was insulin from the pancreas of a pig or a cow. So that was animal insulin. But they call this E. coli insulin human insulin or synthetic insulin. But it's, it's either way, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see how they can call it human insulin when it's made from E. coli. And unless they're now considering E. coli to be human, I don't know. But the other thing is, is I discovered that there are many products that are bioengineered and fuel and energy is, is one of the big ones. And that's why the price of, of, of oil and everything is going to go so high is because they're bioengineering oil from these various microorganisms. And, you know, the, the saying comes to mind just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. And I feel like some of these mad scientists who are so enthralled with the genome, the human genome and the modification of human beings, they are very dangerous. These people are very dangerous. And I watched a video on YouTube and here's a few names. If you want to look them up, uh, George Church, Jeff Bucky or B-O-E-K-E, Nancy Kelly, Mark Goodman, with, and that's Mark with a C, Andrew Hessel. There's the video I watched was Andrew Hessel, and it was at Singularity U in 2017. So you can look that up on YouTube. And um, Craig Venter. Craig Venter designed a synthetic bacterial, uh, uh, what did he do? 
he he create basically created life. <laughs> so their goal for all of this, they say, is to create new drugs that are personalized drugs so that every person's drugs are customized to their DNA, which that sounds good, right? That sounds good. But there are also so many, <clears throat> so many possibilities to abuse the ability to ge modify genetics. So that's our future. But in the meantime, they're using this technique for non-human things, but they're also creating synthetic breast milk um, to feed to, to women who don't have enough breast milk or whatever. I mean, there's just, there's just so many things going on and you don't really hear about that unless you look it up yourself. So the world just keeps turning and people just keep living their lives. And in the meantime, and these people need a lot of money. And so what they have done is they've created a system where they get the money from governments and the government gets the money, well, from the magic money tree, which is modern monetary theory, where the U.S. dollar can just be created out of thin air. Um, the deficit no longer matters. They just make as much money as they want. And as long as no one complains, as long as other countries go along with this little scheme, in other words, as long as the dollar is accepted as a mean medium of exchange, then the dollar has value and people will continue to buy the dollar. But if they print too much money, then, and, you know, things, things could go bad. It, it really is a house of cards because it's, it's built on this fake money but it's not really fake. I mean, it's like it is fake, but it's not fake. I mean, as long as everyone's willing to play along, then the game works. But if someone starts to say, well, maybe we need to create our own money, like cryptocurrency or, you know, create something totally new. Well, obviously they're not going to like that and they're going to try to do something to, to prevent it. But in the meantime... What can we do as American citizens? Well, we can pull our heads out of the sand and study our history and stop believing that everything is fine and that, oh, the, all these things are just suddenly new, new developments. Oh, it's all Trump's fault or it's all Obama's fault. No, this stuff's been going on for a very long time. It goes back to the industrial, you know, age, and it goes back to even before that. It's just human nature. It's just human nature. You can't go back far enough because it's always been like that. Even after the flood, it's, you know, man continued to sin. And even after God came down and chose Abraham, chose his people, rescued them from Egypt, took them out to the wilderness promised them all these good things, they still couldn't do the right thing. 
So it has to do with a lack of faith in God and a lack of submission to God's authority. And all these people that just want to make money, 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 they have no fear of God. Or if they do, it's very, it's very lightweight fear. Or they've really convinced themselves that what they're doing is good. So we'll take a break here. And um, I'm going to have a part two of this where I'm going to talk about Agenda 2030, which is what's kind of going on behind the scenes. But the reason I did a, a blog on Agenda 2030 is because I feel like a lot of people have never heard of it in America, whereas in the rest of the world, the UN SDGs and Agenda 2030, are I, they seem to be more well-known. So I'm wondering, you know, how many people actually know what Agenda 2030 is? It's, it's not some kind of conspiracy theory. It's, it's the UN plan. So learn more about that and you will kind of understand what's going on, um, you know, that's guiding a lot of the governmental decisions, which I think the most, the biggest thing that's guiding government decisions right now is two things. Well, three, we have the healthcare, global healthcare that they're setting up. And then we have energy what they are doing, the energy transition against the will of the people. And then number three is they're setting up this technology system so that the entire world is going to be interconnected by multiple sensors and devices. And in order to do that, they need a whole bunch of computer chips. So right now, that's why you see our government saying that they're getting in the chip business. Um, the, chip, the chip business is big money. So pay attention to that. Do your research on, look up why are chips made in Taiwan? And you will understand what's going on, why China and Taiwan are such a big deal. So anyway, lots of stuff going on behind the scenes. But what does our government want you to look at? Monkeypox and Trump. Those are just diversions. Okay, and here's your little bonus. Bonus, uh topic. This one is about a post I wrote this week called How Much Do You Know About Agenda 2030? So a lot of people have heard of the Sustainable Development Goals and or some people have heard of it as Agenda 2030. Well, Agenda 2030 is a plan created by the United Nations and the associated countries of the United Nations that is a very ambitious plan to end poverty and war and create a perfect world, right? Sure, we can do that. Well, and they want to do this within the next eight years. <laughs> so that's what the 2030 is about. So do you think we can create this perfect world? I mean, can we just do even one of these 17 goals here, let me read the goals to you. Number one, end poverty. 
Number two, zero hunger. Number three, good health and well-being for all. Four, quality education for all. Five, gender equality. Six, clean water and sanitation. Seven, affordable and clean energy. Eight, decent work and economic growth. Hmm, that one right there really sticks out to me as problematic. Nine, industry, innovation, and infrastructure investment. Ten, reduced inequalities. That's a very vague statement. Eleven, sustainable cities and communities. Sustainable. Hmm. Twelve, responsible consumption and production. And they have a little recycling symbol on that one. So that sounds like they're going to tell us what we can consume and what we can produce. 13, climate action. Didn't we already have that one? 14, life below water. So that has to do with the uh, ecosystem of the ocean. 15, life on land. 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions. 17, partnerships for the goal. Okay, so you think we can fix all that in eight years? Well, they started working on this in, well, in the year 2000. And if I go back even further, I think it goes, these ideas, you know, they've just evolved over the years. But in the, in 2000, it was called the Millennium Development Goals. And they, they didn't do very well. They, they made, basically, they like to claim that they made a lot of progress because poverty has improved. But in my opinion, poverty improved because of capitalism, because of the end of communism and the spread of globalism, which enabled people around the world through the internet to buy and sell to each other. So in other words, as trade increased to developing nations, poverty decreased. So I don't really think it was the UN had anything to do with it, specifically the UN. But, you know, if they want to take a little bit of credit for that, fine. But it's kind of like with vaccines, uh, when they claim that vaccines... um, eradicated diseases. Well, a lot of the times those diseases would have gone away on their own. They would have gone away on their own. Okay. So, um, like I said, these are, these are great goals, at least some of them, you know, I don't want people to be poor, hungry, or sick. And I want everyone to have quality education. Although the definition of that is probably you know, needs to be uh, considered. And gender equality, well, I don't believe that men and women are the same, but I don't think women should be abused. And if they want to work, they should be able to work. And clean water and sanitation, that's very important because that is very related to good health. So all of these are important as far as the individual people. Now, once we get to clean energy, economic growth, industry, industry, infrastructure, reduced inequality, sustainable cities, responsible consumption and production, 
climate action, peace, justice, and strong institutions, then I start thinking one world government. And even though if you read on the UN's website, they will say that every nation retains its sovereignty and its, its ownership of its resources. It also implies or states indirectly that because of these agreements, you know, each country agrees to act in certain ways. Well, you know, that sort of takes away the sovereignty, doesn't it? Um, And yes, you know, there probably are a lot of things that every country should do for because just because it's the right thing to do. My only concern is that if you look at the track record of centralized governments and centralized planners, it's not very good. It's not very good at all. That's why I started off talking about Fauci and his Ebola uh, vaccine and Obama because they, they were, um, they were involved in a plan to, and that made a whole lot of money for uh, three pharmaceutical companies. One is called MAP and they're still in business, M-A-P-P. And then there's Regeneron. Hmm. And guess what they were making? Remdesivir. And there was also Merck. And so even though there is an extremely low risk of Ebola in the U.S., and the number of Ebola deaths has greatly decreased around the world, they're spending billions of dollars on these these, uh, vaccines and treatments. So I find that a little sketchy myself. So that is your UN Agenda 2030. And I just like can't I I don't know do they do they really believe that they're going to do all this by 2030 and and then do, are they to just make up like random arbitrary dates oh this sounds good 20 years we'll make a 20 year goal and then when that comes we'll make a n- another 20 year goal cuz they also have one for 2050 so you know by 2050 that's 28 years from now how old am I going to be Let's see, I am 57, so in 28 years, I'm going to be 85. So by 2050, when we have the perfect world, I hope I'm still alive so I can enjoy all this perfect peace and prosperity. It's going to be great. So anyway, let me know what you think. Send me an email or something. Uh, If and I'm going to post this also in Telegram, so feel free to comment in that little, I think you can comment there, but maybe not. So anyway, let me know what you think. And uh, in the meantime, don't be scared of COVID. Yeah, it doesn't. it's not fun when you have COVID. It's not fun at all. Nobody likes to have a fever or chills or headache or cough, but you know, keep the faith, rest, get your chicken soup, your vitamin C, plenty of water, and just let your body that God created heal itself and it'll be okay. So thanks for listening to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. And just remember that if you look at the show notes, 
I'm going to put a link there to Amazon. And if you click on my link, I will get a small commission for any purchases you made after you clicked on my link. And I would greatly appreciate that. I've had a friend who has been buying things uh, from my link, but because she's my friend, evidently they're not going to give me the commission. So that kind of not very fair, Amazon. But anyway, if I could get more people to use my Amazon link, that would really encourage me to keep up with this podcast. So God bless you and stay well.